Paragimel Mishnah Tess. This Mishnah presents the important distinction in halacha between a kanas payment on the one hand and a mamun payment on the other. A person is able to commit to various offenses that will incur some kind of financial obligation, but not all financial obligations are created equal. Some will go in the category of a mamun payment, where it's simply a compensatory payment. A person, you know, damaged another, caused this and this amount of damages, so he has to compensate the person you know, a fair amount depending on what the damages are. Whereas other required payments in the Torah are more punitive, it's more of a punishment, the Torah says, for violating certain crimes that require the person to pay a fixed amount. And that really is the giveaway. If it's a fixed amount, not really connected with the damages per se, then we know we're dealing with a knas. And why is it important to know whether we're dealing with the mamut or knas? It's because those two types of payments operate by different rules. Most notably, the rule presented in our mission of Modabi knas pater, we have a major qualification of knas payment, and that is that if Bezdin only discovered the person committed the act that normally incurs the knas penalty through the violator's own admission, then he's not required to pay the knas. Whereas if somebody comes forward and says, oh, I smashed somebody's car, I owe him damages, of course he has to pay. So the mission applies this distinction to one of the two knossos of our perek, the mefateh, which doesn't mean this would only apply to the mefateh, just chooses it as an example. And of course the Torah says, if a man seduces a narvasula and declines to marry her, then he has to pay a knas of 50 shkalim to her father. The mission says, let's say we have the following case, Omer petisi as bito shoploni. Somebody comes to the Bezin and admits that they seduced the daughter of so-and-so. And so that's all the evidence we have, his own admission. The Mishnah rules, Mishalem Boshe Supigam Alpiatzmo. On the basis of that admission, he will have to make the regular conventional payments for damages, that is, uh, payments for the humiliation he caused there and the depreciation or value that he caused. For those things are in the category of moment payments, that's compensatory. Therefore, he pays for that, based on his own admission. In this case, he wouldn't have to make the knas payments of 50 ishkalim, per the rule of modem knas potter, that where, again, the evidence that he did this act that obligates the knas is his own admission, he does not have to pay. This is derived from the knas in the Torah of the Ganav, somebody in secret steals from somebody. The Pasuk says, Yishalem Shnaim, he has to pay kefa, he has to pay double. But the Pasuk there stipulates that what happened here. How did this come to light? Asher Yarshiyun Elohim. The judge found him guilty, meaning Bezin on their own found out about this through, let's say, witnesses. Witnesses came and testified. Upon hearing that testimony, Bezin found, yeah, he did this thing, he stole. Then they would order him to pay a knas of Kefel. But as opposed to the Marshia is Atzmo, if he admitted his own guilt, the Torah says in that case, if we're dealing with the knas payments such as kefil or such as the 50 shkalim of the mefateh, he's exempt from paying. There's a dispute of Amoraim as to how it works if after he admitted later, witnesses come in. So now like, we don't need his admission anymore. Now does it work in that case? Does the admission like permanently exempt him? Or is it only as long as that's all the evidence we have to go on? That's a dispute of Amoraim that we mentioned in passing the knas of kefil. And once again, if a ganav goes and secretly steals from a person... The Torah says, Yishalem Shnam, he has to pay double. The Torah says that he could further compound the sin and pay even more. That is that in the event that a person steals 
someone's ox or sheep, and he then either slaughters it or sells it. Torah says, If it was an ox, he pays five times the principal. If it was a sheep, he pays four times the principal. This is what's known as the Knas of Dalit Behei. The Mishnah applies the rule we just learned of Moda B'Knas Pater to situation of a Knas of Dalit Behei. That is, let's say someone comes in the Bezdin and Omer admits, Gonavti v'tavachti v'macharti. I stole a sheep or ox and then I either slaughtered it or sold it. Allah is, Mishalem es ha-keren al He does have to, of course, pay back the principal on the basis of his own admission because the obligation to pay back the principal of something a person stole is not a kanas. That's a basic uh, obligation to compensate the person to make the person whole after stealing from him. They would not pay anything beyond the principal, not four or five times the principal, not even double the principal, because those two additional payments are definitely in the category of a knas. And mo the knas patri, you don't pay a knas if it's based on the person's own admission. The Mishnah makes the imam versus knas distinction in a different context. It is if someone comes in to Bezdin and admits, Hemis Shorias Ploni, my ox killed another Jew so and so. And when that happens, if somebody's mood ox goes and kills a Jewish person, regular, you know, free man, Allah as the Torah says that the owner of the ox must make a kofer payment, kind of atonement payment. For, you know, before he makes that payment, he's considered liable to death from heaven. So to redeem himself, as it were, he pays the kofer. So different opinions of what the amount is. One opinion says it's the value of the victim. You pay that value to the victim's family. So the person here admits to being obligated to make that payment. Oh, Shorosh let's say he admits that my ox killed the ox of so-and-so. So here he's just admitting to the fact that his property caused damage. And of course, as you learn above Akama, if some shor goes and damages someone else's property, he has to pay for that. The mission rules that in both of these cases... Even though the evidence we have is not you know, testimony of witnesses, but his own admission, he does make these payments, the covert payment, the payment for damages on the basis of his own admission. For the view of the town of our Mishnah, the covert payment that applies for again some Shermuad kills a free person is in the category of a mammon payment. You know, after all, it's commensurate with the value of the victim, or some say the value of the owner of the killer ox, but either way, it's connected to a specific value. So this is in the category of a mammon payment. Therefore, it applies even where the evidence is not you know, testimony of witnesses, but the person's own admission. Whereas, if a person admits, hey, miss shari of the shoploni, the ox killed the Kanani slave of so-and-so. And so that's a situation where normally the Torah says he has to pay a penalty of 30 shkalem to the owner of the killed Kanadi slave. But since here, it was his own admission that brought this to light, and this is a Kanaz payment, he does not pay that Kanaz on the basis of his own admission because of the rule of Modabi Kanaz Potter. The mission now summarizes that cloud. This is the general rule. Any case where the payment is not really connected to the loss. He, for example, has to make this fixed payment even if it's more than the actual loss or if it's less than the actual loss. And that's a clear sign that we're dealing with 
a fixed penalty, a knas payment, and he won't be liable to pay that on the basis of his own admission.